2: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
1: Kevin Herter to
0: get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. lays it into Trey. Two seconds
3: one. Trey Sludder.
1: E-Dub. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. Um, tonight, we had basketball at State Farm Arena, and the Hawks, unfortunately, fall to the Chicago Bulls, 130-118. to 118. We're going to talk about all the bells and whistles and the takeaways that we saw from tonight's game, and um, a lot of shots were made tonight, man. A lot of shots were made, and unfortunately for the Hawks, not enough bullets for the shootout. Not enough bullets for the shootout. Um You hate to see it because this is their eighth loss in a row at home, which is kind of weird, kind of freaky. But this is kind of a a weird time in the NBA, man. It's kind of just a weird time, but we're going to get through it. We're going to get you through it Uh, again. Thank you for checking out the Hawks Week podcast. Uh, Let's start from the beginning, man. Let's start from the beginning. So um, a big part of what we do is on the social media front. So make sure you connect with us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. At Hulk's Beat. It's how you get at us. Uh, make sure you follow us there. And we will greatly appreciate it. Interact with us. Tweet us. Instagram us. <laughs> Facebook us. Let us know what's up. and uh, So we can uh, you know correspond with you guys. So we appreciate uh, all the folks that uh, go back and forth with us. Whether we agree or disagree. It's all to the good. It's all to the good. Also. Uh, We are on uh, all streaming platforms, so I don't know how you're streaming this, however you're streaming this. um, Make sure you go by and subscribe to the podcast. That way, every time that we're able to send something out, you can be abreast as to uh, when we send it out, man. So, hey, to go, my cousin. Shout out to my cousin, Sean Powell, doing his thing on NBA TV tonight. Him, Isaiah Thomas. And uh, I forget the love of the lady who's 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 uh, running lead, but she does an amazing job. But, yeah, that's my cousin, man. So um, let's let's um, get into some of the pregame particulars. So as we all know, this is a weird time with uh, a lot of guys being in and out the lineup and uh, the Hawks are currently being ravished by covid. The last three guys that were added to the protocols were John Collins, Jalen Johnson, and DeLon Wright. Those are the last three. And at that point, uh, I think you had 13 guys out and 11 guys in the protocol. That was until we had a positive test. <laughs> we had a positive. I mean, I'm sorry. Not a positive. A negative test, right? The negative is the good, right? We had a negative test. Trey Young. Test negative today. And it had to be like right up before game time because I was we were taught we were on the pregame press conference with Nate McMillan before the game. And he hadn't mentioned that Trey was going to play. He had just said that we're still waiting for some more test results. And that's what it was. And as soon as we got off the call, Woj tweeted that. Trey was good and Trey was going to play like Woj got them dogs, man. Like, I don't know, like Woj and the scoops that he has. He has people all throughout the NBA, man. So uh, credit to him. A reporter is only as good as his sources. And and Woj is is the creme de la creme. He's the creme de la creme of sports scoops. But uh, going into the game, the Bulls were four and a half point favorites on the road. And again, like I mentioned before, it's probably because the Hawks have lost seven home games in a row. Ouch. Um, another a pregame note Chandy Brown was signed today uh, to a 10 game <laughs> contract. And the reason I'm laughing, not because I'm laughing at Mr. Brown, is because Chandy not only got signed today, he was out here starting today. Um, before the game, Nate was like, look. We got so many new guys. Uh, we had to show some of these guys what a locker room was. Like, <laughs> isn't that crazy? That is crazy, yo. That's just crazy. But uh, Johnny Brown was sound, was signed today. Uh, he was undrafted in the draft. Uh, went to Wake Forest. Spent some time at Michigan. Uh, spent some time with the Lakers. And today, he was starting for the Hawks. Now, the funny thing is this. Brown is 6'5". 215. <laughs> and he started at the four. That go that just goes to show you what type of roster the Hawks, you know, threw out there tonight. Like the starting five, it seemed decent. But Johnny Brown, he, he was out there six five and it up at the four position. And I gotta be honest with you, man, he did a pretty solid job. Like all things considering, my man almost grabbed ten boards tonight. Uh, let me pull up a stat sheet. Did he get the 10? It w- if he didn't get the 10, it was pretty close. He got the 9. He got the 9 rebounds tonight. Shoot the ball. He shot 1-7. But look, man, yeah, Man, coming off the street. Man's coming off the street playing 30 minutes. And, uh, hey, man, you got to tip your cap to the guy. You got to tip your cap to the guy. And, um, obviously, the story tonight is Cam Reddish and uh, Trey Young. If you're a Hawks fan... Uh, if you saw the game, the bigger story was the Bulls' big three. My God, <laughs> DeMar DeRozan, Vujacic, and Zach Levine. Even Kobe Wright got. A look. Kobe Wright was was getting a little, getting a little get back in this game, but their big three was just unstoppable. It was unstoppable tonight. DeRozan goes for thirty five. Levine for thirty. Vujicic for 24 and 17, a very sneaky 24 and 17, right? Like those wings were so dominant. You're just like, oh man, you didn't even realize like Vujicic 24 and 17, man. Like, wow, it was a lot. It was a lot. So, um. Let's take just a quick pause and then we're going to get into this game flow. We're going to take a look, see exactly what we saw from tonight's game, go over some of these game notes. A little bit later, we have some sound from Trey Young and some sound from Nate McMillan. You're listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man Edub. We'll be right back. All right, guys, let's get to it. So the Hawks do out a starting five of Trey Bogey. Cam, Chandy Brown Jr., and Clint Capella, which isn't necessarily that bad on paper. You know, of course, you're missing your guy, John Collins, and uh, that can't be understated enough. (laughs) So somebody, uh, Brad was saying there's an argument going on in his his mentions about the Bulls saying that they had just as many guys out, too. No, sir. We're not finna do that. We're not finna do that. We're not finna act like like the Bulls were missing a thing. What, Lonzo? That's about it. You know what I'm saying? They still had their guys. The Hawks were starting Johnny Brown at the power four position. So, like, yeah, we're not finna act like (laughs) we're not not doing this tonight. We're not doing this tonight. So, um, first quarter gets going, and the very first note I got on my pad is, Trey Young is still good at the game of basketball. (laughs) I mean, brother came out, and he didn't miss a beat. Not a beat at all, man. He came out and he was responsible for twenty of the Hawks' first twenty-five points. I'm talking about either scoring or assisting. The only problem was the Hawks weren't getting any stops, so it wasn't like the Hawks were really pulling away from these Cats like you thought they should have been pulling away. And at the end of the quarter, you're up what five? I think. Let me let me, let me pull up my, pull up the stat sheet. You're only up five like you put up thirty six in the first quarter, which is really good. But you gave up thirty one, which isn't, you know, hey, if you're going to give up thirty one, you, you, know, you better score thirty two or more. <laughs> but it was obvious that Trey was getting going. Uh, Trey and Cam both Trey five of eight in that first quarter. Cam was four or five, three or four from three. And um, he hit Cam on these two nice threes in the corner. I say, listen. Cam is at his best, his absolute best when he is catching and shooting. If he can get that, uh, you know, driving to the whole stuff, working his handle a little bit, decision-making the pass and all that down, he's going to be, he's going to be a problem. But like when he's catching and shooting in rhythm, his feet are set. It's buckets. It's buckets. Um, but I thought both of those guys really ass- ass- uh- asserted themselves in that first quarter. Um, if you had to look as far as, like, I look at games like this. And here's how I break down games, guys. I look at games like I do boxing rounds, right? So, first quarter, you got to get that round to the Hawks duo. Trey Young and Cam Reddish, you know what I'm saying? DeMar DeRozan was cooking in that first quarter. But Zach Levine didn't really get cooking, right? The problem is this. The game is four quarters, okay? In that second quarter, oh, my God. Zach Levine went nuts. Went nuts, do you hear me? And it wasn't from a standpoint of, oh, he just scored all of these points. It was how he was scoring. It was how he was scoring. 17 points in that second quarter for Zach. And Cam was playing really good defense. And so it's not even a point where you could say, oh, man, Hawks don't play no defense. Like, yeah, they probably could have played some better defense. But, like, Zach was getting where he wanted to, his spots. And he was making some very, very difficult shots. Very difficult shots. Um, DeMar DeRozan, he's, he, you know, he only had six and a quarter. But he was kind of getting his spots. He, and he was doing his little thing. But the story of the second quarter was definitely Zach Levine. Zach Levine and they had no answer for him. So if you're throwing your best defender on him and he's cooking him, and he's cooking him, <laughs> there's not like there's nothing else you can do. You just gotta hope that he just misses. And he didn't miss much. And so, you know, that second quarter is really when the Bulls guys started to assert themselves. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. I thought Trey and Cam kind of cooled off a little bit. Trey was 0 for 6 in the quarter, which doesn't help because, look, there's no room for error, right? There's just no room for error. There's not a John Collins out there that can get you easy buckets. There's not even a, a, a on Gallinari out there that can get you buckets on a bench, you know? So you're going into the half. You're only down 6, which isn't the worst, you know, after that quarter. But Bulls has put up 38 on you and you, 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 you had to, um, you know, take these guys seriously. Look, they are 20 and 10 for a reason. They are 20 and 10 for a reason. This is a very good basketball team, a very good basketball team. There's a, there's a reason that they are fourth in the East right now. And there's a reason the Hawks are 13th in the East, but, um, yeah, so third quarter it's kind of a little more of the same. I thought third quarter was kind of a a, a punch and counter punch type quarter. Uh, third quarter, Zach kind of cooled off a little bit. Demar kind of cooled off a little bit, but Kobe White got going. And I'm gonna tell you this: I don't know y'all might y'all y'all can y'all can fault me on this because <laughs> Dominique doing the broadcast said, "Oh man, Kobe White is toast." Because Trey out Trey was out here killing him. In that first quarter, Trey was out here killing them in that first quarter. In that third quarter, Kobe White woke up, man, 10 points in the quarter, uh, and, and he was just, he was making some tough shots. He was getting to the hoop, and you just got to take your hats off to that man. And so uh, for the Hawks, the guy who had it going in the third quarter was Bogey. Bogey had 11 points in that quarter, but outside of that, you didn't get much of nothing. You didn't get much of nothing outside of Bogey's 11 points. Uh, no points for Reddish, no point for Capella, and you simply can't have that. You know, Trey Young only have Trey Young played the whole third quarter and only had four points. Again, margin of error, margin of error is too small. It's too small. Like you can't have two the the second and third quarter where you don't where you don't score at an elite level. And I'm not busting his balls because look, he's been out the last three games. You know, it's it's tough. I'm just saying in order to win a basketball game, this is what it need. This is what you need. Like, it's not easy to win in the NBA. It's not easy. I don't know why folks, like, think that it's it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. I'll just leave it at that. It's not easy. So, Trey goes 0 for 6 in the second quarter. Goes 1 of 4 in the third quarter, which isn't really good because they needed him to be their their, their alpha dog, you know? And 9 times out of 10, Trey is going to be that alpha dog. But tonight... He kind of he was he was kind of the second seat guy. Cam Reddish was the guy. So third quarter finishes. Um, I, I I thought for how the Hawks shot, um, and of course the Bulls were just shooting on fire all night. It just seemed like they were just on fire. Like how, however good the Hawks shot, it was always the Bulls were just one basket better. Actually, they were like two or three baskets better. And that's just how it was the whole night. But third quarter, I thought the Hawks hung with them. I thought considering they hung with them, they gave up five more points. Because at the end of the third, you're down 98 to 87. You're thinking, okay, fourth quarter, you got to come out without Trey. Because Trey played the whole entire fourth, the third quarter. So you got to give him a little blow. He comes in about the 750 mark. And... I thought the Hawks played decent in that fourth quarter. It was just, they just made too many shots. I mean, Cam lost his mind in that fourth quarter. Like he lost his mind. He had 14 points four threes. He was just going off in that fourth quarter. And it was good to see, you know, it was good to see that the ball was flourishing. He was flourishing. And I think, and well, I'll say that for my, for my final thoughts, but, uh, Cam was cooking tonight, man. He was cooking. But uh, so was Damar. So was Vucicic. And uh, Levine didn't really do nothing in the fourth quarter. But you had those guys that were ready to close. And that is the mark of a good basketball team. You need at least three guys. You need at least three fide guys. Consistently. And I, I've talked at length at times, like, okay, you got Trey, but who's your number two? You know, some nights it's John, some nights it's Cam. You know, it's but consistent consistently, this is what you know you're getting from the Bulls. Right? And and, and and I'm saying I'm I'm not just saying it to be a broken record. I'm saying it because this is what it is supposed to look like. Right? You know it's gonna be Zach. DeRozan and Vujicic. If them dudes don't do it, then you're just going to catch the L, and that's what it is. And I think the Hawks have so many mouths to feed. Is it better? And, and this is just the question I'm asking. And like, don't get mad, but just like, this is what I'm asking. Is it better to maybe take some of the mouths out so you have a more distinguished, um, a more distinguished or a more clear cut flow of how our offense is going to go. Meaning that okay, we need a clear cut too. We need a clear cut guy who's gonna be that third option or that third guy who's gonna come in and do the dirty work. And right now it's kinda like it's Trey and then it's everybody else, whoever steps up. All right? Tonight it was Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish was the Alpha tonight, you know what I'm saying? He's not gonna be the Alpha every night. And people were saying like, "Oh, you know, he's he's he could be the number two now. He could." I, I said he got. I've been said he could. I mean, you just got to see it consistently. Nate got to play him on. He plays TLC. I think that's for sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, it, it, it's it's easy to to. And I'm not. I'm not. This isn't me taking away from Cam. I'm just saying like, you got to do that when everybody's here. Like, when John is here and, and when DeAndre's here, like, you still got to search yourself. You still got to show them that, oh, I'm just not the guy coming off the bench. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of difficult. It's, it's difficult for everybody, I think, because everybody's still learning how to flow within the offense. But I will say this. When it comes to the offense, like, that's not the, that's not the Hawks' problem. Like, they can get up with the best of them. Like, you look at their offensive efficiency, they're like top five. They're like top five with offensive efficiency. All the numbers, book it. Like, they're going to score, but they're going to give up points, too. And that's a problem. That's a problem. The problem is, come fourth quarter, when teams lock down, the Hawks can't get no stops. And so it's like, okay, if we don't shoot out, we're not going to win. If the Hawks don't outshoot them, if they don't outgun them, they're not going to win. So your only hope is just the hope that you got more bullets than the next guy, and that's not necessarily a formula for winning, right? Not necessarily a formula for winning. Going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're gonna to get to your comments, hear what you guys had to say, and uh, we're gonna hear a little bit of sound from Nate McMillan and Trey Young. You listen to the Hawks Week podcast. It's your man Edub. We'll be right back. All right, folks, third and final segment here, wrapping things up with the Hawks Beat Podcast. I want to play you guys some sound from uh, Nate McMillan and Trey Young tonight after tonight's game. And uh, let's just hear a little bit about what they had to say after tonight's game.
3: The fight that you wanted to see and the intensity that you wanted to see from your team here
2: tonight? Yeah, I thought we played with energy. I thought we played with urgency. Um, you know, they're you know, their big three. Um seemed like they everything they threw up uh, went in. And, uh, you know, they do a good job of executing uh, space in the floor. Uh, when they uh, see double teams, they get the ball out. And, uh, you know, they make plays. And uh, it seemed like every time we would get close, uh, they would, uh, you know, stop that momentum with a made bucket. Yeah.
1: So, again, I've told you guys many times that uh, I enjoy Nate's postgame pressers, man. I, I actually enjoyed Coach Pierce when he was here. Like, I thought they were very honest. Not a lot of coach speak was just telling you like it is, you know. Nate was like, look, man, them dudes was making shots. (laughs) Them dudes was making shots, man, especially that Levine kid, man. Uh, uh, Vujicic, he had a a, a bank three, like, in the fourth quarter with the shot running down. DeRozan hit some tough shots, like, around the top of the key where he gets to – you know, when he gets to his spot, it don't matter what hand's in his face. he going to drain the bucket. So, between Levine, DeRozan, and Vujicic, that dude just made shots. And it was like, you can't even bust the Hawks' balls on, on like, yeah, you needed stops. Like, okay, like, that's underlined. You need stops. But considering the guys you had to throw out there, it was man, look, I don't know what you expect. I didn't know what you think you was going to see. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you put up a good fight, but at the end of the day, these dudes is bona fide all stars. You're going up against, against, and you're throwing guys out <laughs> there to, and playing the G League. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to the G League. You know what I'm saying? But these three dudes are bona fide all stars, man. Olympians. You know. So that's what it is. Uh, Nate also had some more to say. Here, let's play my second clip from Nate.
2: I think it was three or four points at one point. I guess defensively, what what did you want to see differently those last, like, six, seven minutes? I guess? Some of those balls not go in. But, I mean, it's it's, it's just really tough when you got DeRozan on one wing and uh, you're trying to get the ball out of his hands and uh, the ball is rotated to Levine on the other side. You know, so it's like really pick your poison. You know, both of those guys are very capable of uh, scoring with single coverage. Uh, we wanted to mix in some double teams, and uh, they did a good job of getting the ball out of the rotation and knocking down some shots. Uh, Vucevic knocked down some big shots in the second half. Uh, we just didn't get enough enough stops. Yeah, it did seem
1: we just didn't get enough stops. Where have we heard that before? <laughs> no disrespect, man. But, hey, it is what it is, man. Uh, again, just another game where you, you play offensively good enough to win, but uh, not good defensively enough to win. And I thought your defense was, wasn't was bad tonight. I didn't think it was bad. They just made hella shots. Like, that's just what it is. Uh, I got two clips from Trey. Uh, and it wasn't so much of he gave you, like, valuable information. It was just good to hear him again after, you know, being out. And here we got a little bit of perspective of was he asymptomatic, what did he do when he was out, just some stuff like that. So let me play. I got two clips from Trey. Let me go ahead and get that running for you.
3: I feel it's great just to be playing basketball. Uh, just been up in the house and just chilling. Uh, it feels great to be playing basketball again. So that's all I'm, I'm appreciative of. Yeah, what was that like for you to be sitting at home and watching your team play for those three games that, you know, you weren't able to? Uh, it was tough. It was tough uh, just being at home, not not doing anything, watching, and um, just trying to wish I was out there to help my team, uh, especially Christmas and um, the games before that. So I just, I was just uh, pulling for my team, happy they got a win in Philly, and uh, I was wanting to get a win tonight, but we just fell, fell a little short. I feel it great.
1: So that was Trey just saying, look, man, I was home going stir crazy. <laughs> like, I can dig it. Like, I understand. I understand exactly what he's going through. Uh, yeah, man. So it was just good to have him back tonight. And here's him talking a little bit about him being asymptomatic and just being like, oh, man, like, this is crazy. Like, all of his family. Well, he- here's the clip. Here's the clip. Let me shut up. Hey, Lamar. Hey, Trey. I'm
3: just kind of wondering, uh, were you asymptomatic while you were gone and – did that make it more difficult for you to not be able to be out there? When yeah, yeah, I was asymptomatic the whole time. Uh, maybe maybe the first day I was kind of sleepy, very tired, but, I mean, I was I was asymptomatic the whole time. Um, I mean, I was around my family and stuff, like, uh, a couple days before everybody. Everybody that I was around all tested negative, and so for me it was kind of uh, definitely shocking, and, I mean, it's just something I had to... to To really suffer and just go through for nine days straight. And that made it
1: more. Yeah, man. So having to go through that for like nine days. Got to be tough, man. Got to be tough. But um, it was good to see Trey back out tonight. Um, It was good to see that. And um, so, yeah, hopefully now you can just work on getting guys back. You Work on getting guys back. I know the NBA PA was trying to make it so that the guys didn't have to quarantine as long. And, uh, I mean, look, man, this this thing's going to be with us. It's going to be with us for a while, and uh, we got to find ways to get around it. So, there's going to be a lot of change in policy. There's going to be a lot of shifting, and that's just what it is, you know. Um, Let's go to the fans, and let's hear what you guys had to say. So, uh, after each game, I always ask you guys, what did you think about tonight's game, uh, what were some of your, your takeaways and your thoughts and all that? And uh, you guys never disappoint, man. You never disappoint, especially after you guys, after the Hawks win. So I didn't expect to hear tonight. <laughs> I didn't expect to hear a lot tonight. But uh, y'all showed up, man. So let me read some of you guys' thoughts about what happened on tonight's game. Let me just pull up my Twitter feed. And uh, let's see what we got going on here. Hold on one second. All right, let's get into it. Uh First up, Mitchell Andrews on Twitter said, with Cam's performance over the last couple games, I agree with Ray Young, Trey Young's pops. He said, Okongwu, Dre, and Cam is the future to win a championship. Interesting perspective. So, does that mean you, you're ready to turn the page on John Collins, turn the page on Clint Capella, Um I didn't see John's name up there, which is very interesting, right? And I'm just asking the question, right? I'm just asking the question. (laughs) Appreciate you for checking us out. The real Ben Cohen on Twitter said, my eyes are on cam at all times. The sample size is growing. Yeah. Cam fam is definitely in effect tonight. Uh, Knew that was going to be true after, you know, having him having such a great game tonight. So shout out to him. Um, Let's see. Joshua Fletcher says the Hawks are going to score enough with Trey facilitating, had to play great defense to slow down Levine, DeRozan and Vooch. Didn't do it. Try again. Yeah, again, man, like their, their, their three is tough. Their big three is tough. So, um, yeah. Dewan Goodwin says, I believe Cam has locked down the starting spot. Also, we really need to get healthy soon and get a rhythm. Otherwise, we will be playing in the tournament. I tell you what, brother. <laughs> right now, you are, you're not even in the tournament. Like, playing in the tournament is a place that you got to get to. And right now, you're not there. So, I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly. But you, they digging a hole, bruh. And, like, again, just because you did it last year. And I said this on, my, I said this on numerous podcasts. Just because you did it last year don't mean you can do it this year, right? And it ain't no, you know, I'm saying I'm not hating or nothing. I'm not being like a pessimist, but I'm just saying that's the reality of the situation. Just because you did it last year, don't don't mean you can do it last year. Last year you started out at 14 and 20, then you went on that run. Do you got one of them runs in you this year? You may, you may not. I don't know. Appreciate you for checking us out, Mr. Goodwin. That's one of my guys, man. He always checks us out. Uh, let's see. One more. A Fonzo on Twitter said, Trey and Cam can coexist, but can it be consistent? Also, the team still can't guard. <laughs> he said the team can't guard a parked car. Good analogy. Good, good analogy. <laughs> With that said, man, I I'm believe I'm the fan involvement um, alone one last takeaway from me. It's clear that uh, TLC don't ever need to play no more minutes than Cam. I'll just say that. You know, uh, I I think that he, he, <laughs> he, there's an argument to be made about Cam starting and this, that, and the other. And I believe, well, look, man, throw your best five out there. Throw your best five out there. And I think he's obviously probably one of the best five out there. Even with healthy probably now, he's probably one of your best five guys, right? Throw him out there. I have no problem with that. My 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 thing is the whole time, I've never been a guy that big on starting or benching. Play him out there and play the important minutes. That's what I care about. And I think that he's definitely worthy of being played uh, the important minutes of the ball game. And that's more so what I'm worried about. I'm not necessarily worried about him starting. I just want to see him play during crucial minutes. And I think that that's definitely what he's going to be like going forward. Like, someone's going to take his spot. You know what I mean? Like, someone's going to take his spot. That's the way I see it. I don't know how Nate is going to coach it. Nate's a little old school, so we're going to see. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out the Hawksbeat Podcast. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Go by the Apple Podcast. Leave us those five stars and let us know what you love about the show, what you hate about the show. Just make sure you leave us those five stars. and like we always say man god is good all the time and all the time god is good so if you don't know him you need to get to know him and find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you l-o-v-e love we out peace